Hello and welcome to season three, episode three of Bumfrid's Occult, presented by myself, Jeffrey Bumfrey, occult wunderkind und investigator of the uncanny extraordinaire. In this episode, I was pointed to a mirrored monolith that had appeared on Hightown Beach by my long-suffering solicitor, Jollyon Fitzherbert Strawberry Daikiri, which is a bit of a mouthful, as you can imagine. Jollyon had helped me through various legal wranglings over the years with my ex-wives. <laughs> Suits for alimony, paternity, and numerous sexual incidences, not all of which were my fault. So often have I turned to Jollyon in my hour of need when I've got into a tight spot with a cucumber, a girl of uncertain age, <laughs> an animal, or indeed a hedgehog. And usually, despite his sweaty palms and furrowed brow, Jolyon comes to my aid and bails me out. So, it was with surprise that I received a call from the gentleman in question. Given that, he tended to avoid my company, if at all possible, because of the headaches I created in his professional life. I picked up the telephone. Bumfrey, it's Jollyon. You must come down to Hightown immediately. There appears to be a mirrored monolith, and it is interfering with my friend's sausage dog. Now I know we're under rather bad terms, but you're the only man that can help. It's definitely, most definitely, some sort of cult problem. You must come immediately, but not as you did last time you were in my office, upon my secretary's face. I'm still trying to sort out that one. And so it was then that Bunny and I hopped on the broomsticks, and as in season two, headed over to the godforsaken seaside marshland that is, was, and always will be, Hightown. We landed with a bump into the sand dunes, 
but I am myself. Before long, we could hear a strange sound of a dog in a state of distress. Well, what do you think it is, Bumpy? Sounds like a dog in a state of distress. Yes, it does a bit, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Let's pop over, follow the noise, and have a look. And before long, we came across a mirrored monolith, twenty feet high, two feet wide, four-sided, flat at the top and bottom. Unfortunately, there was a little sausage dog whose tail was trapped under the foot of the monolith. Its owner, who was a very attractive lady with large breasts, was very distrait and was crying. Please help my dog, she said in a rather inviting voice. Bunfrey was the man to step into the breach. I began digging away under the monolith, but the dog's tail was somehow incorporated into the very metallic structure of the pillar. Bunny seemed to disappear with the attractive lady, and I was left alone. I heard an inconsequential whirring noise like this, and before my very eyes, an aperture opened, with. What can only described as the most attractive vagine I had ever seen presenting itself before me from the structure of the pillar. Of course, given my reputation and huge libido and indeed phallus, this was a strange opportunity. That it was not to be missed. I became engorged and aroused immediately, and before long, was fully, penetratively, <laughs> deep into the arrangement of the alien fagine <laughs> that had been revealed by the panel, exposing itself to me, as it were. In the column, I was going at it, hammer and tongs, thoroughly enjoying myself. Unfortunately, I had no way of telling whether I was giving the exposed alien vagine or some sort of equivalency as much pleasure as I was getting. But there you go, <laughs> belt and braces. I carried on, piling in, loving it. After fourteen minutes of rutting away like a horny stag, I came to a thunderous orgasm, emptying myself into the alien vagine that exposed itself from the monolithic pillar. It was here that problems developed. Thankfully, my epic sexual prowess had managed to jolt around. The structure of the pillar to a certain degree, and the little doggy had toddled off to see its mistress, who was in the company of Bunny in the dunes, not far from where I was.
the alien Legeen that had given me such pleasure was now completely disappeared, and the metallic substance that had moved to expose it returned. This was a problem. I managed to withdraw hastily, but much to my horror, the outside of the monolith was of such a low temperature that my hugely engorged donk became affixed, <laughs> frozen stiff, as it were, to the surface of the monolith. I'm quite keen to keep my marvellous member in good working order, so was not in any rush to pull it away with any degree of haste, thus injuring myself. There was nothing to do but to shout at Bunny for assistance. Bunny! Get over here! I've got a problem! Get up! Come here, Bunny! And Bunny appeared rather sheepishly, doing up its trousers. It appeared that he had been having coitus with a real lady rather than an alien vagine in the dunes, whilst I was getting about my dirty business with the strangely disembodied genitalia of the mirrored column. He had a look at the problem. Oh dear, Pumphrey, that doesn't look good at all. Still fully erect, I see, but totally affixed to the coldness of the metal that we can only presume has come from out of space. Yes, indeed. At this point, things got even worse. A panel opened. That was a noise like this. Like in a sci-fi movie. It listed three minutes and started to count down. There it said the whirring noises occurred. and It appeared that the column was going to take off. <laughs> Within three minutes, I could only presume that my wonderful member would be ripped off and taken into the outer reaches of the galaxy if things didn't move along very, very quickly. <laughs> Fuck! Bunny, what are we going to do? He's going to rip off my knob! Um, oh God, um, uh, I'm not sure, Bunny, maybe say a prayer. A prayer? What are you talking about? My penis is going to be shot into space. <laughs> I'm going to die. And I've no knob. <laughs> it was a bit of a double, I suppose. A double? Think, Bunny, think! Uh, I'm not sure. Right. Give me that Give me that dog. The sausage dog was handed to me. I stroked it and gave it a little cuddle, despite <laughs> being in mortal fear of my life. I coaxed it gently, like nibbling its ear, and within a minute started to understand what I wanted in its own sausage-doggy way. I've always had a good way with animals. I held the dog's very small penis <laughs> between my thumb and forefinger and aimed it at my own penis, hoping it would want to do <laughs> a canine urinatory interlusion at some point between now 
and the final minute of the countdown of the alien monolith rocket. With 20 seconds to go, the dog duly obliged, letting loose a huge piss. Disgusting as it was, it seemed to have the desired effect, thawing my frozen, chumescent knob. <laughs> gently, gently, drop by drop. Five, four, three, two. And at two seconds, I managed to prize my penile away from the frozen, mirrored, metallic, alien nonsense that was the Vagin monolith. I fell backwards. The rocket launched. <laughs> and thus ended a truly bizarre incident of the Vagin monologue on Hightown Beach. Tune in next time for another exciting, bizarre, improvised, sexually deviant episode of Bumfrey's Occult. Bum, 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 bum,